This is an impression of Robert Frost's mother cooling on Frost. If he doesn't take the job, I'm not talking to him anymore. He acts like digging ditches for the mob is beneath him. But I thought the woods were lovely, dark, and deep, Robert. So write a new poem about the experience, son, called Digging Out of Debt to Mom. Because I'm not bankrolling your poetry card writing business anymore. Because you can never afford to buy me a real card from Hallmark in the first place. Not that your prose is conversational enough to make it into the Hallmark family at all. Shit, at least James Taylor rhymes and isn't in need of actual talent to make his friends hurt and desert him again before he becomes big time down the bend, frosting on frost. Ha! Thank you very much. Radioactive resume theories. Son says, Daddy, don't leave me for New Jersey. I say, but desperate times call for desperate actions, kid. When you're 46 years old with a marriage to hold together and have three kids to feed after a nine-year vacation from life to work on finding your voice as a stay-at-home, she-male, slayer comedian for hire, who's been fired more than a Palestinian slingshot. Son says, why can't you get a job again, moron son? And when can we start selling your comedy records this summer? I get to sell Flipper Bird Baby, with me flipping the bird, with my mini lightsabers, my middle finger. And I also get to sell the record, Not Kosher Baby, because I'm on the cover licking Finn's butt. Daddy, deal, but seriously. And it's funny, remember, because Finn's a black guy. But seriously, Daddy, do you have 10,000 morons stuck in your head? Ancient moron. I say, I don't need a resume coach or a climate scientist to tell me why my writing career is colder than Harvey Weinstein's casting couch at the Four Seasons. In fact, I'm capable of formulating some of my own radioactive resume theories. LinkedIn thought leaders at large. <laughs> That I could post on Scientific American. <laughs> Such as. This is my formula. I got hard data to fucking back it up. Nine gap years plus no proof of vaccination. Equals twice as fucked. At getting a straight laced white collar job. In Mr. Groper's America Jack. <laughs> Other culture clash fit theories that come to mind are. To, to fully yourself. To judge your talent assessment skills objectively. In other words. You're too blinded by. A-plus narcissistic right, <laughs> like the rest. Outsiders don't see daddy as a real man or as a dependable provider of any kind, especially when mama's smartphone sends her an alert whenever I make another questionable purchase. Mommy calls, hey babe, so how is Bride of Chucky? What else makes my resume lack all form of gravitational pull kid? 
so I could experience some um, lockjaw love down the line. The glaring expanse of gap years on my resume is bigger than when Sandra Bernhardt says cheese. Or whenever Madonna plays kick the can with her clit. HR won't even download my resume onto the desktops out of fear of it eroding their belief in the common good after learning through one of my podcasts how I'm another righteous maniac slash domestic dad bombing who dared to protest against the making of our children to wear masks like Michael Jackson's kids on holiday in Bahrain during the July 4th release of my Burning Mass Party record, Red Fox Lives. Holla! Wendy in HR almost chokes up her Schroomburger from Shake Shack after reading my desired salary preference of 85 k per year when I haven't had any form of steady taxable income to report since hate speech was invented to silence anyone who questioned whether the Russian collusion tale used to spy on the Trumpy Poo campaign or running for office, knowing that the entire Russian collusion bullshit excuse to illegally spy on the campaign, which makes Watergate look like a uh, piss in the pond, <laughs> knowing that that entire motivation <laughs> to illegally spy on a Trump campaign because of Russian collusion, that, that bullshit narrative in the end had less legs than Lieutenant Dan. And then there was also that theory that Trump, that the Russians had a form of blackmail over Trump because according to the Russian dossier <laughs> that was financed by Hillary Hammertime Kankles, there is a story by a uh, poor man's Ian Fleming from England <laughs> who put together some Euro trash Pulp Fiction tale about how Trump hired a couple of Russian hookers at the Four Seasons in St. Petersburg to pee on each other, which makes no sense because Trump is a notorious germaphobe and could hire a couple of Ivanka lookalikes to do the same thing at his hotel in D.C. whenever he likes. Listing a lot as a character reference only to accuse a prospective employer of being Islamophobic. <laughs> If they don't respect my religion of peace, knowing how my last name is Cornbluth is a new low. Like babyface Omar gonna work it out. Describing the death of Amy Winehouse and the anniversary of her death on Twitter's something happened to a devil horn concealing beehive sporting colonial imperialist who exploited the great Palestinian songbook for all it was worth. It's hard to engage in foreplay with a new lover of me on the open market as a stay-at-home female slayer comedian, when your wife can't even get excited about any form of kinky foreplay anymore because you're already choking her too hard financially. Talking about yourself in the third person in your resume bio for a copywriter role in South Carolina is crossing the egomania gone wild line, even in Kenny Powers' eyes. All men can't be created equal. Ha! He's binding down forevermore. Thank you very much. New Big Bang Theory.
Doodle Dad does jokes. There's no leaves of grass by Walt Whitman. Okay! Regardless of it being incredibly gay about celebrating my Doodle Dad-powered tree trunk that claims to blow crystal clear streams of beautiful mind spewing hilarity. Come rain or shine, Sinatra lives. Ha! Thank you very much. The universe didn't take a collective breath after you post on your WordPress blog how guaranteed greatness would be your last comedy record. Dun, dun, dun. You give away to the deprived, unwashed masses for free. <laughs> Force-feeding shtick. On your resume is more off-putting than laughing at your own jokes in person or texting one to an employer with an emoji clown on Rosh Hashanah. You can't win over a jar by conserving your best work in the service of making MAGA country laugh over us. So I'll rebrand myself as a scene-stealing supporting player and aim to win the Six Man of the Year award like Anthony Mason on the Knicks did before you're good enough to be deemed trade-worthy, only to be voted by your new fans and old as a first-time All-Star the following year by becoming an opening act for some comedian that has some center normal leanings that isn't a complete hysterical cunt breath for hire, which beats wasting away in some dumpy ad agency in Union, New Jersey, away from you, kid. Son says, does that mean you're not leaving me for New Jersey permanently? I say, not unless I'm calling my next comedy record. Do it all, Dad. Does Martha Dumbchuck. Can I get a holla for some holla? Son says, Daddy, thank you very much. Trucking to Zion. Daddy. Jews for Mormonism doesn't make any sense. So why are you converting to Mormonism again? Is it because you hate your people since you got fired from your intern blogger position for the Times of Israel for insisting how the Chinese have resisted Wuhan lab investigations more than Aquafresh? Or was it because you made fun of the fact of how Andrew Cuomo made a pathetic excuse for a so-called sex symbol, knowing that he looks like the thing in Mama Fratelli from the Goonies had a baby. Little Samuel says, Do it all dad takes his right hand off the steering wheel, off his giant rig, renamed Misinformation Machine, and rubs his son's head and says, Your mother has a younger brother in Utah who's a high-ranking Generation Z preacher of the Mormon Church, who with a little convincing can grant me a religious exemption for the COVID vaccination after I convert. Then I won't have to worry about the fake news vaccine shot killing me more than the prospect of receiving a career consultation from LinkedIn ever again, my chest. But this is an impersonation of Dr. Dre telling Eminem about Microsoft paying $4.5 billion for LinkedIn. Eminem says, a word LinkedIn is lamer than ever, yo. 
Thank God. I trust in my gut. Got ridden out of the will. <laughs> and cut myself off from Mimi and Papa. And got my trucker license instead. Little Samuel says, I'll always be on your team to make more comedy records, Daddy. Because more comedy records for you is more comedy records for me. Got it? Moron son, when will you record Comedy Record 91, Putsy Moron, Buck Carrots? Eat my butt water. Moron son, you're taking forever already. Mama wouldn't want you to put the brakes on your comedy career on my behalf. Not that it stopped you in the past, but you get the gist. Boozy Beer Daddy. But I can't really call that anymore because you finally achieved your year without beer. Congratulations! Because a year before that, I remember saying, Oh, that's great, Daddy. You haven't had a beer in nine days? That's wonderful. So far, you haven't even made it to double digits. Doodle Dad gets a tad misty. Overwhelmed. With a surge of heart-aching emotion, says, Mommy's dreamy blonde looks live through you, kid. Which should help bolster our case. When we ask Mama's Mormon brother, Blair Rittenhouse Square the Third, to give us that religious exemption after he converts me to Mormonism, how can you not get elongated big love in Utah, kid? <laughs> One time, a milf bum rushed you at the supermarket when you were only two and said, Kid, when you get older, you're going to have three girlfriends to juggle. And I said, if James Woods had this kid's face, your estimates wouldn't be so conservative. Little Samuel says, do most mommies die of heart attacks at 42, daddy? Do it all, dad, says, not unless they're employed by the WWE kid. Mama died from the COVID clot shot. And she didn't have the strained heart I had from all the cocaine and Adderall I did in my 20s throughout my 30s while only hearing last call from the bathroom stall while yelling, Where's Hunter? Who else is going to pay for this shit? Shit. We're running low on gas. You know the routine, Samuel. Money equals freedom. And we can't make it to Utah if we don't sell some bumper stickers first. The GPS says there's a shell station at 1.2 miles. We should have enough to make it. Still not banking on Obama be good liquors like Dave Chappelle getting his cousin's Trump voice GPS systems for Kwanzaa. On your far left is Mohican son, Elizabeth Warren's home away from home. Now grab the COVID damage done bumper stickers, and get ready to sell with divine powered authority. Like Kevin Hart's agent while trying to convince Universal Studios anyone who calls him a poor man's Eddie isn't a jealous hater. Just a short on laughs spectator. Little Samuel approaches a Karen type going to the bathroom at the Shell station and says, Hi, can I interest you in a bumper sticker? To support the Freedom Trucker Convoy called COVID Damage Done. 
Karen says, is that supposed to be a stupid Neil Young reference, kid? As far as I'm concerned, you can vaccinate kids young enough. Thank God. New York State doesn't allow you to attend pre-K without wearing a mask on. Wear the damn mask, kid. They still work. Dude, all dad interjects. Hey, Karen, why don't you suck the hate speech and white privilege out of my chosen person schlong first, babe? Consider it elongated love. Pretend Justin Trudeau ordered you to leak it. A group of truckers overhear the commotion and crack up in unison. One of the truckers raises his voice among the deafening shriek of laughter and says, I'll take 100 bumper stickers, kid. Do it all, Dad. And little Samuel arrive at Zion National Park to have a moment with God before plowing forward with the do it all, Dad does Mormonism pitch to his dead wife's brother preacher. Do it all, Dad says, God, I'm half a fag, so the polygamy thing isn't that much of a driving force behind my decision to forsake my Jewish side for Mormonism. Plus, most Mormons voted for Mitt Romney, so their judge of good character is questionable at best. The exalted, all-knowing Mitt called Trump the Antichrist, for Christ's sake. But in the Bible, part two, Jesus returns from heaven to defeat the Antichrist. So have some faith in the Jesus comeback story, won't you people? Little Samuel says, does this mean you're not converting to Mormonism now, Daddy? Do it all, Dad, beams with divine-powered light and says, looks like a dozen, kid. How many more bumper stickers do we have left? Samuel says, we got 52. And one hardcore, hilarious joker. Do it all, Dad says, that should be enough gas money to get us to Vegas. And there's a new stand-up comedy festival there called Seriously Clowning. The winning comedian gets 25 grand and a co-hosting audition for the Russell Brand podcast. I'll take those odds, kid. Little Samuel looks up to his cherished dear Dada and says, You're going to kill him, Daddy. You're going to kill him. Don't forget to open with your bid about me confusing Grandma for Kurt Cobain on the TV, <laughs> which isn't the most flattering look. Was that before or after his shotgun marriage to Courtney Love? Do it all, Dad says. Nirvana didn't kill hair metal. AIDS did before magic made HIV disappear. Courtney Love is Mia Farrow with better husband selection. If Kurt Cobain killed himself at the height of his popularity, then Woody Allen just got a book advance from Random House on a book about hands-off parenting called Crimes and Misdemeanors. The early years, or was it the plowing fields? I forget. I miss Trump's relentless optimism and over-the-top salesmanship. If Trump was stabbed with a deep state needle used to take out Easy e he'd tweet the next morning on whatever hate speech platform he's allowed to rumble on next. Do I have HIV? Yes. But my T-cell count numbers have never been stronger. Can I get a holla for some holla? Mongoloid moron lives, running on shtick till the end of time, and I feel fine. Holla! Michael Stipe lives. Thank you very much. 
the Zamboni artist. No friendship is an accident. Oh, Henry. If a husband Googles an ex-girlfriend three kids later, does it mean he's officially divorced from great expectations at home? At the same time, what man isn't guilty of reflecting fondly on spoiled summer's past, especially when you've had to suck up another frigid East Coast winter in the face of permanent career stagnation, suck it to it again. The same winter and so-called comedy career that felt colder than Harvey Weinstein's casting couch at the Four Seasons when you're not laughing all the way to the bank yet. But at least Harvey Weinstein's wife of the past 12 years finally left the fat bastard to focus on her lifetime battle with amnesia. Now Solomon Cormed with a proud stay-at-home female slayer comedian slash podcast host was on thin ice with his wife of 12 years for failing to make any money off his endless sheets of comedy gold. Despite him urging his accountant to write off such an awe-inspiring, sparkly array of A-plus gemry dissemination on his do-it-all dad-year podcast and do-it-all dad-year blog as a generous charitable donation. What 45-year-old non-industry rep, so-called comedian Solomon Cornbluth won it was a win, but not just any win. Like getting another common record mega dumb daddy repost on SoundCloud again by some random faceless music promo service that was fucking shadow banning him too. Add that to the list of LinkedIn, Twitter when I used to be on it, and YouTube. <laughs> but what he wanted now, above all else, what daddy needed was an actual trophy, symbolizing how in this instance, Solomon Cornbluth was the best of the rest. Solomon Cornbluth had won some awards in the past, but they weren't a result of superior mental toughness, sustained physical dominance, or a result of outperforming his competition for number one champion bragging rights either. Winning most improved basketball player at sleepaway camp was an incredibly moving moment for Solomon Cornbluth because despite not knowing the full extent of it yet, he was an overly sensitive, lonely, shy, nerve plague fag who blew up canteen mixers with the fellow female camp members to shoot hoop and read his crack comics in bed alone instead after cranking one out to freckle-faced specked Alicia Rohde, a counselor for the female camp who wore University of Maryland boxer shorts that creeped up her supple spry ass, as Dice would say back in the day, and her mountainous cleavage formation was a thing of immovable, feast-worthy beauty. As those gorgeous melons dangled like luscious lobes of mouth-drooling, inducing perfection. Okay, so maybe Solomon Cornbluth wasn't 110% gay just yet, especially knowing how a fellow bunkmate tried to shame him once for owning a jar of Vaseline while having no idea what that actually meant. Bunkmate Jordan from New Jersey says in a crackling, just a day over puberty voice, what do you need that Vaseline for, Solomon? And Solomon says, I don't know, for an itchy ass, my mom packed it for me. Bunkmate Jordan laughs in a slightly demented, pseudo-bellowing manner and says, you can't blame your mom for being a fudge packer, dude. Later on his Doodle Daddy podcast, Solomon Kornbluth would do a routine about sex ed and sleepaway camp throughout the late 80s before magic made HIV disappear. 
He says, do third graders today really need to know about scented lubes after using good old-fashioned Vaseline? Became passe already. When I was a 13-year-old at sleepaway camp, but still not in the puberty party yet, right before I bloomed under my fruit of the looms, one of my bunkmates gay-shamed me for my mom packing me Vaseline, yet I still didn't understand gay lube joke connotations used at my expense until watching shemale porn decades later on thirdleggedbeauties.com if you really need to know. It's hard to develop any surge of self-esteem at Sleepaway Camp when you're the second worst athlete there after the Sheik's son from Great Neck and Yenta Breath, Seinfeld Country, Long Island. Seinfeld, otherwise known as a joke doctor, just auctioned off one of his vintage Porsches for charity. I hope half of those proceeds went to Larry's kids. I also, I don't want Seinfeld smirking for at least five years until he gives us a semi-credible excuse for being completely oblivious to Bill Cosby's four-decade reign of rape throughout Fantastic L.A., a pie in those Hollywood drugging hills. Where were your powers of observation then, Jerry? Also, why isn't Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame already? They were already Hall of Fame bound when I used to collect the cards at camp. Plus, if I took HGH testosterone shots or any form of performance-enhancing drugs to sleep white camp, I just would have struck out at a more accelerated speed. Solomon Kornbluth never got into collecting hockey cards until his friend Jared got him into the New York Rangers in 93, encouraging him to buy all the hockey cards he could so he could snag an Eric Lindros rookie card of his own, bound to be worth big money one day. He was being hyped as a new great one post-Gretzky, who had a bigger mark on his back than Trump did after he triggered the swamp with fits of despair for relegating good old Jeb Bush to another low-energy, half-wit hack for hire like the rest. And this is before the, uh, the media continued to uh, suck off uh, W when Trump became president. Especially after they caught W hanging out with Ellen DeGeneres at a Cowboys game, proving that Ellen is a non-divisive comedian because she's obviously pro-Bush all the way! Ha! Sinatra lives. Thank you very much! Solomon Cornblow targeted Laura Bush in his Dead Comedy album. Resist this when he said, Fuck Laura Bush. Thinking the world gives a shit about her memoir. Texas librarians know best. At least Hillary, hammer time cankles, was willing to get rich or die trying, bitch. And this is an impression of Stevie Nicks backstage at MSG. Hillary. Tell me lies, only sweet little lies. Holla! More jokes. Gen X dads understand. SoundCloud. Can we go viral already? Oh, that's right. I'm shadow banned from you guys too. Fucking German cucks. Thank you very much. But again, this is Stevie Nicks strangled in hunchback hippie shawls talking backstage to Homo Liquor Brett, that being Hillary at MSG. Hillary, tell me lies, only sweet little lies versus humongous bitter ones. Like how you lost to Trump because of Russian collusion 
tails with less legs than Lieutenant Dan. Remember the Russian collusion tales involving fantasy hallucinations of Drago holograms emerging in your voting booth, only a threat in you with impossible to ignore dictatums like vote Trump or I'll break you. Holla! Old school Stallone rules. That is until he snuck Mel Gibson into Expendables 3. Holla! Haven't felt that let down since I found out that 420 was on Hitler's birthday. Thank you! Very much! Side note, this is an impression of Ziggy Marley being interviewed by High Times Magazine. Ziggy, your dad ate kids, but I thought ganja drained your life blaster dry. And Ziggy Marley says, Fake news, man. Tough gong lives. Ha! Doobie Conqueror. Ha! So rebel and a half. Thank you! Very much! That's funny, Hillary. This is still Stevie Nicks strangled in her hunchback hippie shawls. Talking to Hillary backstage at MSG. So, that's funny, Hillary. You say you lost because of Russian collusion. That's funny. I thought you lost the election, fair and square, because you're an unhuggable cunt. My bad. You must have deleted that memo, too. And why would Trump hire two Russian hookers to pin him at a hotel in Moscow when he could hire a bunch of Ivanka lookalikes to do the same thing at his hotel in D.C. whenever a pussy grabber likes? Callback special supreme. Number two at this point, you're welcome. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you! Very much! One time. Solomon and Jared got caught shoplifting hockey cards. At Child World. Yet the security guard let them off. With an ominous warning when he said, I'm going to let you two go, but understand the only reason I caught you two is because you came back to steal again. And got greedy. This damning, ominous indictment of greedy, self-serving... Behavior. Don't be a haza. Always stayed with Solomon Cornbluth, who obviously didn't pay homage to the commandment, thou shalt not steal one iota for some time after. Even his younger brother shamed him into to stop stealing turkey jerky at Gelson's as the ultimate shishi bitch life and richer enhancer back in the day. <laughs> Little bro says, never steal. It's wrong, bro. And this years after his younger brother, a.k.a. Sir Snortalai, was caught on a security camera stealing thousands from his parents' ATM Machine to buy more blow at 13 years old in Washington Heights from Julio Silverblade III. Puerto Rican Day Parade privilege represent, represent, ha! which resulted in his parents shipping his younger brother off to a boarding school with a bunch of jupe picking Gentile hockey jocks in Avon, Connecticut, which wasn't really uh, thought through in my parents' parts. <laughs> Was it mom and dad? <laughs> Knowing that he would just have access to kids with more money to spend on more drugs. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you very much! So Solomon Cornbluth knew what a steep price his parents had to pay for his younger brother's crimes of incessant, surly serving selfishness, like a pseudo-slacker, underachiever, Hunter Biden in the making, who never had the privilege of being able to collect 52 grand a month from a Ukrainian sports drink Energy company for pushing borscht as a new kombucha. Bill Maher, resist these giant size 
Hardcore hilarious nuts that go bang bang ha! Tarantino lives. Thank you very much. One day, Solomon Corbin got burnt out and making the world laugh for free again on his Do It All Daddy Year podcast, renamed Do It All Dad Time podcast, renamed Pause Daddy podcast. What's the difference? Hillary Hammer Time Chemical Strikes Again. Holla! Thank you very much. So he went to the local hockey rink for a cheap half hour special and was greeted by an Italian bartender, Vinny Zamboni II, who's known to stir memories of ex girlfriends past. Vinny notices how Solomon Cornwall just had a low energy, hunched over his phone without much fiery glint in his eyes. Like Megan McCain's husband on his wedding night. Ha! After being stuck on Cheeto, belly button, removal of the tail to get her in the mood. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you very much. Vinny says, is that IPA stale champ? Would you be interested in Sierra Nevada pale ale? The pale ale that never gets stale. Ha! Don Drape, I fucked him. I can't take no more. Dice lives. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you very much. Do you want something a tad lighter? That's more poundable, like any Yenta breath from Long Island on spring break. Solomon Cornboot laughs and asks, What's your story? Bartenders never make me laugh unless they're sporting a, a winter wool hat in summer. Vinny says, On Vinny Zamboni II, my great 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 grandfather invented the Zamboni machine. I do the light shows for the hockey rink. My Zamboni driving days are behind me. Cool job, though, when you're 16. I applied my first. Slither of Ice Queen Guidette Love on top of that puss plower machine. <laughs> Solomon says, what type of light shows do you produce? The one at the Hayden Planetarium is boring. I fall asleep two minutes into it. Daughter walking with a sharp elbow in my ribs. And I yell, what? God only made Neil deGrasse Tyson interesting for two minute spurts at a time. Vinny. Zamboni the second laughs and says, you're a pretty funny guy yourself. So what's bringing you down, champ? Salman Cormor says, just longing for some fun in the sun again, two unplanned kids later. That's what I get for being a degenerate pothead who keeps on forgetting to ask his girl if she's on the pill. What's bringing me down is realizing how I'm getting bored of my kid's company and I need to get back on the stage again. Plus, my pinched nerve in my back is killing me. Since my wife forced me to see a hate speech therapist since I stopped taking Adderall to focus less on how ahead of the curve annoying my wife can be after dropping lines such as, I sacrifice, she acts like an aspiring comedian in his early 30s, living in a story of Queens, wanted kids ever. And stop saying Queens is hot, it's not. Comparing Queens... Comparing Queens to Manhattan and Brooklyn is ridiculous. Queens compared to Manhattan and Brooklyn is the sloppy third Kardashian sister. You know, the extra greasy one that's OJ's daughter that's easy to pound at three in the morning like a lamb gyro in Astoria. Ah! So I'm doing a Google search for a chiropractor and end up finding my ex in Hawaii, who I met when I used to live in Hermosa Beach. How could I ever forget Summer King beyond those Hermosa skies. Then I googled a comedy festival in Hawaii, but realized it's been canceled 
because of this COVID damage done bullshit. So it got me down because I know I could win it. The only awards I ever won was Groovius my senior year in high school and most improved basketball player at sleepaway camp. I was also wine and dine after leading my IT agency sales office in billing one month and got to party up in the sunset room in fantastic LA once. But that's it. But I want to win that comedy festival and blast away my comedy gold mobile wave runner, which nobody will ever be able to take away from me. George Gershwin lives. Ha! If I can't afford to get my son the SS flag G.I. Joe aircraft carrier for Hanukkah, at least I can let him ride my comedy gold mobile wave runner. How much would gas cost to ride that wave runner back to New York exactly? I'm still so broke. My Hebrew name is under judicial review. I can't even stare at some SAG actress in the meatpacking district without being fined for insufficient funds. Vinny says, so I produce light shows flush with holograms of hockey legends, both dead and new, like Bobby Hull, the Mighty Mass, and reenact legendary fights, like when Ty Domi fought Bob Prober in 94, when he poses with the belt around his waist. Boy, were those the days, pre-social media, before you had to hear lines on kids' shows about some character being the LeBron James of stem cell research. What the fuck does that mean exactly? Is he a celeb scientist that has his own brand of tequila, spiked umbilical cord stump smoothies that he sold to Bill Gates for a cool $500 million? Or what? Can you believe kids today get Beyond Meat tattoos around these parts? I freelance as a tattoo artist for my brother's tap parlor in Danbury, Connecticut, called Body Art USA. Connecticut, the new New York. Ha! Thank you very much! Solomon Cornbus says, I've been telling my local pizza owner, Frank, to make an artichoke slice using an Alfredo cream sauce versus just a boring white slice with flaccid, deathly off-white artichokes on it. That will inspire hipsters from Bushwick to make the schlep down to these parts just to yelp all about it. <laughs> because I like the idea of someone else trying to out-hipster these motherfuckers, besides getting my wife pregnant by mistake again. Uh, just so I can call the kid Zevon Zappa Kornbluth. Ha! Because these days my wife's uh, insisting on getting me a referral for a vasectomy. But I said, not until I receive some lockjaw love first. Ha! Now that's using leverage. America, SoundCloud, Google Valor already? I'm big in fucking Ghana and Lahore, okay? So, um, African privilege represent. Thank you! Very much! Solomon Cornbus says, So, like I said, I've been telling my local pizza guy makes an artichoke slice so a bunch of hipster hobbits can freaking shut down from Bushwick. They could yelp all about it because, like, they would make the schlep because apparently birth weights in New York City and beyond, especially in Brooklyn, are at an all-time low because overweight hipster hobbits are pulling out uh, prematurely due to excessive meat sweats. Ha! At the same time, Lena Dunham's frumpy encourage arm flapper look on Instagram while posing as the hunchback of Bushwick during Rush on Week, isn't helping. Ah! Remains a medium. Thank you! Very much! For those long-time, new-time fans who have been keeping up with my hardcore killer flow the past five years and counting, I'm calling this record Remains a Medium. Ha! Because they started shout-abandoning me, too, after I 
achieved another hot streak. What's fucking new? Ha! Remains a medium. They fucking suck also. Add them to the list. Thank you! Very much! Plus, I'm getting pissed off about Bill Gates, a question-writing daughter, already owning half the fucking real estate in North Salem already. So I love the idea of Frank being able to grab a meteor slice of that synthetic pea protein, beyond meat pie, ha! My punctuated A-plus gemery inseminated prosy pros play. Ha! Thank you very much! Then he says, so whatever happened to your summer wind? Solomon says, she smiled at me one day in my kitchen with her soul-blasting eyes that screamed, I love you. And for some strange facock reason, that's Yiddish, my eyes didn't love her back. One time she dyed her hair blonde when I took her out to meet up with an old friend of mine in Napa. And everyone thought she was a high-end prostitute because she dressed real classy, sexy with a tight dress creeping up her ass. I love kissing Summer King. We do shotgun kisses together, which were the best. I could inhale her whole eight days a week. We made veal bacata, and, and that's just her feet. <laughs> we made veal bacata while watching The Sopranos together, drank Pyramid Peach Beers by Hermosa Beach, and nobody sported prettier feet in the sand than Summer King. Vinny says, sounds like real trophy wife material. Solomon says, yeah. She even said, why don't we move to Santa Barbara so I could write books, and she could day trade to make us money for the time being? Boy, did I fuck that one up. Vinny says, I hate to bring you down more than you already are, champ, but you're right. Solomon Kwambu says, someone like Metallica, Wu-Tang, The Sopranos, loved everything about me. She thought I could be a big-time writer just from reading my measly friend's spec script, for Christ's sake. Vinny says, I already told you, you fucked up, bro. I'm known as the ex-girlfriend Stuart, but you're just progressively pissing me off for being such a dumb fuck. For expunging her from your life, jerk off. You don't think I want to kick back in the sand with a hot Asian gal from Hawaii? I'm assuming swallowed you whole and pebble free Hermosa Beach with a gal named Summer King, no less for Christ's sake. I had to suck up summers in an ocean full of seashells and fucking nets of seaweed in Norwalk, Connecticut, for Christ's sake. Might as well have been in fucking brain cleaning up the tail like Samuel Jackson and Paul Fiction. Ha! Plus, my brother owns this rink and it's our family tradition to give it family. Operated. Ha! Offspring lives. Thank you very much. You're a little old for, but your job, wanting a Zamboni, we're already running around in circles. So, want to take your sad sack sob story around the ice for a couple of Alaskas. You're bringing me down and enraging me all at the same time, jerk off. I'm paraphrasing, but Mark Twain said writers write interesting stories who possess. A series of interesting, varied jobs. So why not give the Zamboni driver job a shot, champ? You obviously have nothing else better to do with your time on a Sunday. Ultra-wise, King Solomon, you're not. Solomon, Cornbluth, took the job. And smoothed over the rough patches with his wife at home before being promoted to chief Zamboni manager who worked on his MC skills as the host of a weekly karaoke night Rocking out renditions of Baba O'Reilly with real deal star powered authority. Out here in the field, I earn my meals. I put my back into my living. Ha! Roger Daltrey lives. 
And I'm going to give a shot at the adultery. Not talented in this instance. The last time Chakt was admitted to doing opposition research to debunk Pizzagate conspiracy theorists while being caught clicking on Soapy Bottoms at Nothing to See Here at MoveOn.org. Fucking nailed it. Ha! Remains a medium. Just getting these yak pipes warmed up. Thank you very much. Then one year later, Salma Cuomo got his trophy and won the Aloha Comedy Festival. Suck it on a leap, Hollies. Ha! Coming in first place. I was able to take his wife and mother, three children, for for one seemingly endless killer spin in his new Comedy Gold Wave Runner Mobile for one memory-rich victory lap after the next. After delivering a killer set for the ages that was made for these times. Pet Sounds lives. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you! Very much! Simon Cornbluth kills! It's hard to keep cool when your kids were forced to wear masks like Michael Jackson's kids on holiday in Bahrain. If Michael Jackson were alive today, how would he defend himself against all his Neverland accusers exactly, Monique? Would the king of popping cherry say, all the Beatles royalty points in the world can't buy me love? <laughs> That was Michael Jackson still going through puberty from anus hole play tell. Ha! Thank you very much. Anyone here try Snoop Dogg's new wine? According to Wine Advocate, it tastes like mouthwash used in porn hood hell. I actually gave up drinking beer last summer during my year without beer. It got humiliating, spending so much time hungover, recycling endless reminders of my lushy litter past as entire Rocky Marathons and AMC passed me by. Did you know the 420 is Hitler's birthday? I haven't felt this betrayed since Stallone stuck Mel Gibson into Expendables 3. I stopped smoking weed till I discovered weed edibles, which are half CBD, because I feel like a total moron trying to answer my daughter's questions and the pure sticky icky stuff. Before I thought my daughter was asleep already. <laughs> and uh, the stuff that uh, apparently was more faster acting than I was accustomed to. <laughs> daughter asked, Daddy, if God created the universe, then who created God? I say, God went back in time in a time machine made by Elon Musk. My daughter says, do more edibles, Daddy. <laughs> but thanks for making me an atheist at four. And this is Trump roasting Elon Musk. This is... In front of the White House while handing out candy with Melania. Elon Musk in high school equals net zero Bush. Oh, you want to know what Melania tastes like? Try some raw candy, kid. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you very much. And this is Ziggy Marley being interviewed by High Times Magazine. Reports that Ziggy. How do you dad have seven kids? Doesn't ganja drain your ball sack dry? Ziggy Marley says, 
Fake news, man. Ha! And if Obama's such a baller, why did he ride the bench at an all-Asian private school in Hawaii? And what was Obama's major accomplishment again, besides rebranding ISIS-ISIL so they'd sound more startup-friendly in the New York Times? That's an Obama accomplishment for you. What if Bob Marley became president of the United States so Obama be good, didn't have to? For starters, there's no more trouble, and it'd be a punky reggae party tonight, and we'd be jamming in the name of the Lord, not in honor of Allah's gangster ruining paradise. Ha! Remains a medium. Thank you very much. And ISIS headhunters aren't good recruiters. All they do is target other lonely virgins on Facebook Messenger and on WhatsApp who wish their phones blow up. But how did killing the number two in charge of ISIS make it easier for ISIS to recruit? Like the head of recruitment for ISIS would ever honor a non-compete agreement with Al-Qaeda. And why are radical jihadists so into deflowering virgins and Allah's Hyman hacking paradise, exactly. Doesn't Jihadi John have enough blood on his hands already? Salman Korn was later blown up into smithereens on his comedy gold mobile wave runner in the Red Sea by Hamas terrorists after headlining a comedy tour there called Salman Kornbluth Kills. Because a two-state solution is impossible if Hamas keeps fucking. So what's better than a first place trophy is a new award in your honor given every year at the standing old last festival in Haifa called the Keller Set Cornbluth Award which honors the most hardcore hilarious comedian who exhibited the most fearless killer stick from start to finish all three Solomon killer kosher loving comedian kids won the Killer Set Cornbluth Award in their dear daddy's honor so Comedic royalty in the mold of King Solomon did live through Doodle Dad's big three after all. And Solomon Kornbluth had his new Zamboni artist friend to thank for his victory laps in his custom-made stretch comedy gold wave automobile with his three biggest fans in the universe as they squeezed on to their dear data with all their loving might. The same home team who always stood by his side, especially when his comedy career was ice cold. When Mama would threaten to kick him out of the house if he ever gave his kids the common cold through COVID. And not even Hamas, despite them trying, could ever take that away from thee. Unplanned favorites rule. Proving, once again, how no friendship is an accident. This one's for you, Frank. Oh, Henry lives. Ha! Thank you! Very much.